Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest for this episode is Heather Bryan, an education specialist for educationprojects.org. Heather, let's begin by uh, having you provide sort of an overview of educationprojects.org. Educationprojects.org is a fantastic organization. It focuses on creating um, professional workshops for teachers to help them gain a better understanding of industry and how that connects to um, the curriculum and the students in their classroom. So primarily, we think of ourselves really as a link between the classroom and industry, and we're helping teachers and students to gain a better understanding of the science that's involved in the careers around them, um, in this instance, in agricultural careers, so that they can have um, a better understanding of pathways they might take as they move forward in the future. And today we're going to be talking about a, a program within the curriculum called Nourish the Future. What is this program all about? Nourish the Future is a national program that was created by science teachers for science teachers. Um, so this program is sponsored by the National Corn Growers Association and corn marketing programs um, throughout the country. Our curriculum teaches students how to do science. So that involves solving problems, collecting data, we drive innovation, develop some more sustainable and efficient practices, and discover connections through agriculture. So the program itself is carefully created by science teachers. Um, we create curriculum that is hand-in-hand -hand with our teacher leader community um, to meet their state standards and the next-gen oration science standards. Then they deliver these professional development workshops to train teachers across the country. So all to support growers at a national level to get the critical agricultural messages into classrooms and into their community. I'm going to assume that there are, are, are many different directions you could go in responding to this question, but as far as opportunities in agriculture, as you think about the, the Nourish the Future curriculum, I guess, what are some of the most common, the most popular, if you will? Um, so we cover general topics that are really prevalent in classrooms today, um, ones that help students identify with the science that's involved in agriculture. So those are, for example, how, how does climate affect global food supply? Um, how do we feed a growing population and establish food security? Um, how renewable resources open future possibilities in that sustainability? How science, engineering, and technology help in modern food production? And also how food producers are stewards to soil and water quality. So in order to address those topics, some of the units that we cover um, are uh, general like a water quality unit, um, soil sustainability. We have units on biotechnology um, as well as plant science and, and um, energy and ethanol, so renewable fuels, as well as understanding how our population is growing and how we can meet those needs. Putting together this type of programming for for students, um, I'm thinking about, you know, for me personally, for some of the farmers that I talk to as, as we discuss carbon policy and, and conservation mm -hmm. practices and improving water quality, I mean, these are some high-level topics. Um, I would imagine that, that breaking this into um, a way of being able to get high schoolers to understand it would be a challenge. I think so. I think these are these critical areas that you're talking about. 
I think the challenge is that a lot of science teachers do not realize all of the science that's currently involved in agriculture and how we can use that science in agriculture to help to make sense of these problems. Our goal really is to help support our growers by making these connections for them with the students and teachers in the classroom through our science-based curriculum that we've created, as well as in our uh, teacher workshops. Remember, our goal is to create teacher leaders in our program, and these teacher leaders will go back to their states, and they will lead this program within their states and orient the teachers in their state. And so it's, it's kind of that um, domino effect in that you know, as we reach more teachers, then those teachers in turn will be able to reach teachers within their states and programs. And um, soon students throughout their nation will really become more aware of the science that's involved in agriculture. Heather, spend a few minutes talking about the, the involvement of the national corn growers and some of the resources that they provide, some of the, the expertise that they might have available on some of these ag-related topics and, and just the synergy there. Sure. So. The entire program is supported by farmers across the United States. So I'm actually a farmer too. And so uh, every time I sell a bushel of corn, some of that uh, profit from that corn goes into this program. And that program is used to help support education for our teachers in their classrooms. So when we're thinking about that support, we really want to make sure that um, teachers are aware of where the funding comes from and why helping teachers and students become more aware of that science that's involved in agriculture um, is so important to their farmers. Farmers have known for a long time that they're not the most transparent folks sometimes when it comes to helping people understand why they're doing what they're doing. And so when we use the universal language of science to showcase why they are applying or not applying, how technology is helping them to become more efficient, um, in their production practices, how um, topics like carbon sequestration, for example, are vitally important, but just makes sense. Um, you know, it's, when we use science, teachers can understand that by using a no-till application, for example, we are able to keep the carbon in the soil, help to mitigate climate change in that way. But they also understand that by using um, ethanol in their fuel tanks, they're helping to mitigate, um, you know, that carbon that's coming up into the atmosphere as well. And so, um, I think it's really um, the, the best language possible. You know, when you're using science, it just is right there. So if you have questions, we're able to look at data, we're able to analyze that data and, you know, and have the students themselves come to their own conclusions and understand how agriculture is really improving in the practices that they're doing, as well as increasing yields and really just uh, making, uh, you know, just making the entire um, industry um, improve as we go on. Maybe this is not a, a really pertinent question, but as an ag reporter who covers carbon policy and renewable fuels and water quality, I, I know that these can be polarizing and divisive topics. And with that in mind, do you find that there are parts of the country where you have science teachers that are maybe a little bit more reluctant to embrace a program like Nourish the Future? I think I think that they are reluctant um, sometimes in uh, in areas, uh, perhaps more urban areas where they don't have as much contact with agriculture. But here's the thing I'm going to tell you, Mark, that is so interesting. When teachers come into our workshops, we don't really, uh, we say, ask all the hard questions. And all we're going to do is show you the science that will help you to answer the questions yourselves. 
Um, and so that's really the beautiful thing about science, again, um, is that, you know, when they ask a question about water quality, for example, we, sh we will show them the data. We will show them how farmers are utilizing nutrients, um, the technology that they're putting in play, the data that they do research with to make sure that they're only using what they need. Um, et cetera, et cetera. And then what you see is that they begin to understand that it is, um, you know, it is improving. We're becoming more efficient. And they also start to see where potentially other um, gaps are in play that need improvement as well in society. So things like infrastructure, for example, or even something as simple as personal lawn management. So they, they begin to see that it's, there are other, um, other pieces in the puzzle that also add to things like water quality, for example. So so a lot of times we will have teachers that will come into the workshop and that might be a little skeptical, and they have free access to our industry experts, to the scientists that are involved in the in the curriculum development and in the workshops. And many times when they leave, we don't see, I mean, we see a huge change in perception um, in where they really see um, the efforts that agriculture is making to improve its practices. It, it sounds like farmer involvement is really crucial to nourish the future. And, and obviously, we've talked about the involvement of the national corn growers and then various uh, state corn grower organizations. For farmers that would like to learn more about this program, they, they maybe want to become a part of it or to offer insight uh, or, or whatever it might be, what's a good starting point for the farmer? Wow, that's a really great question, Mark. Um, what I would say is, is that if there is a farmer out there, um, that, that is, you know, at all connected to a school, we want to get them to be a part of Nourish the Future. And if you go to nourishthefuture.org, they can sign up right away, uh, to become a member of the community and to be, and to get a monthly newsletter so they know exactly what's going on. But even better, they can connect with a local teacher in their community. Um, we take in all science teachers. We, we focus on middle and high school curriculum development. Um, so if they have teachers within their local school systems, please send them to Nourish the Future to become a part of our teacher leader community. We select 20 teachers nationally every year. Our goal is to, um, to continue to bring in excellent teachers that will become advocates for ag literacy within their community, within their, um, you know, uh, school districts. So there's a couple of ways that farmers can really become involved. They, they can become a member of Nourish the Future. They can bring teachers themselves into our community, but they can also go to their, their state organizations. Um, and each state organization, like um, I'm from Ohio, so Ohio Corn and Wheat, we have a link directly from Nourish the Future there where they can link directly to the program. Heather, you might have said this up front and I missed it, but as far as uh, how long the Nourish the Future program has been around, and, and if it's been several years, you know, what has the program yielded so far as far as feedback from teachers, maybe students who have kind of taken to this and, and now they're pursuing a career in, in, in agriculture in some way, shape, or form? Uh, so I know that's kind of a, a two-part question, but as far as how long the program's been around and the results of the program to this point, what, what can you tell me? Sure. So we're really um, just moving into year two. So currently our program has been around for only one and a half years. Um, and we've had 100% participation and 100% satisfaction so far um, and increase in knowledge. So we do very careful evaluation to make sure that the content that teachers are exposed to and help develop because each teacher that comes into our program creates a piece of curriculum to become a part of the program as well. 
So 100% change in perception on um, just their awareness of some of those hard questions that you talked about earlier that were polarizing things about water quality or carbon, for example. Um, and they get that opportunity to really um, own the program and help to develop the program. And so that's one of the reasons why we are so successful um, with Nourish the Future right now. Anything else that you want to make sure we talk about that we haven't yet? Gosh, that's another hard question. I could say so many wonderful things. I would encourage anybody out there that if you have a teacher in mind that's a middle or a high school teacher, we are currently taking um, applications for our next group of 20, what we call our teacher leader community, to come in next September into our program. Um, we're looking for 20 highly engaged teachers where science is just a part of their life, you know, um, you know, exciting to them, you know, to uh, to take part in every day, but who are also really connected to their food supply. I just as a um, a friend of mine says this all the time: ninety six percent of the students throughout the country take biology, but only around four percent of those students are um, a part of ag and you know, agricultural education classes. So we need to get that other ninety six percent, those students that are taking biology, to become more aware of food production as well as all of the careers that they are a part of in food production. Um, everybody eats. And so, as we know, only 1% or 2% of those people involved in those careers are farmers. We need more innovators. You know, we need people who can improve our technology. We need people who um, are business-oriented and able to, you know, help on that side, as well as geneticists, et cetera. There's just so many jobs that are available mm -hmm. in agriculture. And so, if we can get more people into those careers, we are going to have a better future for ourselves. To learn more, visit mncorn.org.